Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. This isn't going to be the friend package. This is going to be the real deal. Right. And I don't want you crying to me later saying you have nowhere to go. Right. And that was definitely going to (laughs) happen. They know you're drinking your wine and watching The Bachelor. Yeah. It's like, you're not that busy. Right. I feel like I only have failure stories, so I apologize. <laughs> like, I can't come to mom's birthday because I have yeah. to work. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. How's it going? Wonderful. Episode 165. Um, Working with friends and family. Perfect. It's going to be a great one. I know. I was like, (laughs) whoa, I didn't realize how many notes I was going to have. So many thoughts on this topic. Yes. People are constantly asking about this. Mm -hmm. Constantly. I mean, it's, it's a fine line to figure out. For sure. Because there's two parts of this. How do you get them to work with you? And how do you logistically work with them? Mm-hmm. Do you want to, are you going to do, 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 do today? Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> you I'm even like, wearing the shirt. I'm like, you're wearing the shirt. Are YouTube, we going to get a report? You can see the shirt. I love it. Um, So I told you I had showed the oh, house. to your buyer. Yes. Okay. So here was the only like bad part, I guess. I was showing her homes in the area. This one home came on the market. Okay. You know, we're kind of in a, we're slowing down. And so I haven't been in like a crazy multiple offer situation in a while. Uh-huh. But of course, this house that came on the market in the area that she was wanted to see. precious. Okay. I looked at these photos and went, oh my gosh, this is the cute, just the furniture right. and the people that live there. The staging was everything you oh, could hope so good. for. Okay. It was only a two bedroom. Okay. So... Pros and cons, you know, had it been empty, maybe people would feel different, but we were showing it at 10. Okay. And they were like, oh, yeah, we have multiple offers. Do Already. It. Yes. What we're was gonna the ch- price on this house? And they were like, it was like 330 For a two-bedroom. Yes. And multiple offers. Yes. I just am blown away by this. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, God. That's that area, though. It's crazy. Okay. So what happens? So she was like, oh, so disappointed. And she said, it's just... It's at the top. Like, I would be able to pay full price, but that's it. I just, I can't jump into going over asking and it is adorable, but, you know, I I just, I don't want it at that price, you know? So then we went to see mine and she liked it, but it's not finished yet. Or cute. Or cute. And so it's in the process. Yeah. And so... At first, she was she was like saying the things that she liked. Oh my gosh! Wow, four bedrooms. Right. And this screen porch is going to be so cute, and what a great yard. But I could tell she was just kind of. It's hard going from what we went to perfectly to staged, so it, it kind of didn't work in my favor. Right. But then she emailed me like three days later and was like, "Hey, Alyssa." I'm still very interested okay. in your house. Um, maybe once the floors are finished, yeah. I can come back. She just needs to see it again. Yeah. Okay. She loved the beam. Now she's just so, stewing on it. Yes. Well, the good news is she wouldn't be in a multiple offer situation. Exactly. It's totally different. Yeah. Now, are you thinking about changing the price? I don't know. I need to go like recheck the sizes. I mean, and if price a two bedroom is getting three thirty, how close was it? locationally was that one pretty close yeah it was you know Mm -hmm. yeah you might have some it it was actually in more of a inferior location yeah shut up yeah 
So it kind of has my wheel spinning, but you know, I always get a little nervous and, and this is with any buyer. So if she, if I feel like she's paying a little too much, mm-hmm. wouldn't I go to sell it for her? Right, right. You don't want to be in that situation. Yeah. I don't want her to be mad at me in six years like, what? when you... she calls me. to. That's kind of weird to think about. If I sell the flip house. Again, right. It may be my future listing. Right. That's weird to think yeah, about. You're you know? like, oh, wow. <laughs> so anyway, it just kind of makes me like, okay, oh, you know, you're know. nervous. I just want her to, I want it to be a smart decision like I would with any buyer. Right. Well, I got to believe being an individual buyer as opposed to being in multiple offers is, is going to be a better yeah, outcome. I would agree. Either way. Mm-hmm. Unless you just go crazy and price it. But you're not going to be able to change the price to her. You've already told her what it is. Yeah, at least. So, so and that's fine. And to me, like 5000 here, 5000 there, in the long run for her to, you know, I, I, I just want to be able for it to be a pleasant listing appointment in six years. Agreed. That's what I, that is my buyer philosophy. Mm-hmm. I always tell them, listen, I'm not going to like let you make a decision without my advice that in three years when you call me to sell this, I'm going to have to tell you that you're upside down. This is the perfect, dude, dude, that's the end of the flip report. That's Damn. the perfect segue okay, into this Let's roll episode. into the topic. Okay. It's perfect because I think that there's a lot, there is a lot of pressure mm-hmm. with working with friends and family. You're more self-conscious about, yeah. you know, are they okay? Are they happy? Mm-hmm. You know, are they telling mom that they don't feel like I'm doing a good job? You know, <laughs> like it's more... Right. It's more personal. Right. But I think the good news is that I was making all these notes Mm -hmm. and doing all this research. And then at the end, it was really quite simple. You just do the same thing. You do the same thing. The same thing. You use your systems. Your systems are there for Mm -hmm. a reason, to guide you through the process and to let you know what information they need at what time. Right. Making sure they get the proper emails with the information they need. Right. If if you work your system and you treat them like any other client. Right. Then you'll be fine. Yeah. The only time, (laughs) logistically speaking, I almost feel like we're coming at this backwards. That's okay. There's two parts to this, right? Getting them to work with you and then how you logistically work with them. Yeah. So the only time that I, I don't struggle with this because I'm a pretty direct person, but that's a big thing. My dad is the ultimate. He cracks me up because (laughs) I cannot even imagine seeing him without him being like, hey, that house around the corner on blah, blah, blah. How much is that house? And I have just gotten in the habit of being, sorry, man, not on the clock. Like, I'm not going to get out my phone and look it up for you. You're not trying to buy it. You can Google this. Like, you just want it. He thinks I'm like his personal Zillow. It doesn't bother me at all. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. But when he asks me, I'm just like. When he thinks of real estate, he thinks of you. That, right. Yeah. And he has used me to buy and sell real estate. So it's fine. He's technically a client. But it also just is like, I don't have any problem saying, hey, I can get that for you tomorrow. Or, hey, will you shoot me an email so I don't forget to look that up? It's just fine. Right. He's not upset. I'm not upset. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, really? (laughs) Still with this? And this is his go-to for years would be he would call, text, email in person, say, hey, how much is that house around the corner on Main Street? And I would be like... It's $250,000. What? That's totally wrong. That, that isn't worth more than $150,000. I'd be like, seriously? Okay. Okay. Are you planning to buy this? Yeah. No. Conversation over. Doesn't need to bother you We're at all. I'm, I didn't price it. This is not my problem. <laughs> like, this is on you. To talk to you later. Um, so I think you just have to... Also, I think you have to be aware of not every relationship with every member of your friend and family is the same. No, I, if, yeah. If you're not capable of delivering message like there's food in your teeth to your yeah. friend or family, then you can't list their house. Right. Because you're going to have to tell them mm, this dirty carpet has to be cleaned or this, you know, rotten Eve has to be changed. What's interesting is I had a friend that called me one time to list her home and I was like, no problem. I'd be happy to help. I just need to come and see what right. we need to do to get it. She's like, you've been to my house a million times. I said, 
I have never looked at it as if I was going to take photos of it. Because I don't judge. I don't. I'm While just I'm coming a, for dinner. Right. I'm in a social setting. Right. Do you want me to and judge And they're trying to like, really? And I'm like, yeah. I don't go into each house and be like, oh, we need to declutter and we need to right. stay. I said, if you came into my house right now, it is not ready for photos. It's not show ready. No. Why would it be? You live there. I think that takes the pressure off. Like they're like, oh, they're kind of relieved to right. hear that, you know? Totally. Um, I think that it's – the other thing is that – let's go back to the beginning. Okay. I, I don't think, especially as a new agent, but no matter where you are in your career, you can't expect that your friends and family are going to work with you. You cannot put out the vibe that they are obligated to work with you. Now, is your mom or your sister probably going to feel obligated to work with you? Probably because mm-hmm. they don't want to hurt your feelings, right? Yeah. Like they want to have a pot and they want to support you. But when you're new and maybe they have a longstanding, you know, previous relationship with an agent that they loved, they're also having to like break up with someone else that's going to make them feel. B- but I think we can't come into this. And a lot of new agents I find get really upset when their friends and family don't use them. And right. I just feel like you cannot... It is a professional relationship. You can't assume that these people are going to work with you. I think that you have to ask for them to work with you and be considered like in an interview style. Hey, I know you're about to sell your house. I know you have a previous relationship with Susie, the realtor. I would love to be interviewed for the job as well. I don't want you to feel obligated to use me, but I would like the opportunity to represent you. I mean, like, why can't you approach it like that? Sure. Can we talk about it? I have a, a friend that I she helps me with some aspects of of certain things in my business. Mm-hmm. She's not a realtor, but um, anyway, I was going to list her house, right? And so we were doing the photos, and she said, "I have to tell you, like I I emailed or called or whatever she did my other agent that sold us this house to just let her know, right." Hey, you know, I, I actually help this. I have a relationship with this person. Um, and so I'm using, and she said she was so kind. Oh, that's good. And said she totally understood and that she would keep the house in mind for buyers. And she, I could see what a the great relief. Agent. Yes, I could see the relief on her face. Like, oh, I'm just so glad that's over. I wasn't sure how it would go. Right, because she doesn't want to hurt her, that person's feelings either. Yeah, and I knew the agent. So yeah. I was kind of like, oh, she is really good, you know? Yeah. And then when I listed the house, she shared it. Oh, she commented when it I sold. It. She was like, congratulations. I mean, what a great inspiration and, right. and person to look at to be like, this is how you handle rejection. Yeah, you can't take it personally. And she's lucky she got a call. Right. Most people don't call to tell usually you you're being rejected. The heart. They're like, wait, I just saw that you're they're probably Facebook friends. You yeah. sold your house. Why didn't you call me? Right. At least she got a heads up. She did. That was kind of your client as well. I she's mean, they didn't person, have to do yeah. that. Um Oh my gosh. Well, I think that's what happens though. Yeah. You can't expect that people, everyone, oh, that was, why do I feel like that was in the last episode we did when the um, agent said that everyone, they're new and everyone they know knows five agents. Mm -hmm. Well, they probably do. They maybe even worked with one. Right. Like now you've got to earn their business. Mm -hmm. You don't just get it because you happen to be their sister Mm -hmm. or their cousin. Let's get further outside of your bubble. Yeah. You know, like an acquaintance from school. Well, I had a client that I was actively helping. Oh, God. And then they kind of went silent for a bit. And, you know, I was checking. And then she posted on Facebook that we bought a house. And why? And I just reached out and said, hey, congratulations. You know, of course, I have to ask if there's anything I did wrong. I right. just want to make sure. They were like, no, my brother is And a they were like, no, we, and they're really like sweet, but like maybe too sweet. Like they needed to say. Right. They said that they freaking clicked on a Zillow link and the guy that, sh- that was the receiver was very aggressive and told them, well, yes, we're actually like the listing agent, so we can get a discount and this and this. And 
she said, we we didn't know what to do. He he was very much like, how's three o'clock today to see this house? And next thing you know, we're buying it. And she was like, I wanted to call you the whole time. And I just didn't know what to do. We got too far into it. But it just made me feel better to know, okay. And now she doesn't have to feel awkward. Right, right. Because she's, she's going to sell biggest that house thing. one day. I don't want you to feel awkward right. around me. This that's, was a friend of yours mm-hmm. that you'd worked with before. I met her because she was my client. But I had... I had they bought and sold with me okay. and then bought okay. the house they were currently in. So that was three transactions. And we were discussing selling that one and yeah. buying the next one. Right. And so, and we were like Facebook, Instagram friends. We have kids the same age. You felt we like were, we were friends. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So it just kind of happened. Oh. You know, sometimes it's an accident. Sometimes yeah. it's on purpose. All right. So, you just, right? You, you just There's all know. sorts of reasons. You just never know. Um. Uh, I think that when you're new, part of it too, when you're trying to earn their business is like, are you sharing with them what you're learning, what you're doing? How are you training? Are you just like, I got my license and then they're just supposed to assume you know what, like you have to be pretty vocal, I think, with the people around you to like, for them to see what you're doing. And I think maybe approach it the way Connie had you approach your career. Like you're not going to sell anything for six months. You know, Mm -hmm. you better have your reserves ready. Maybe approach it as, my buy, my friends and family are not going to work with me for two years. Yeah. And, and if I, they do, I, great. great. I yeah. don't expect them to, but I want to be so kind and so understanding of them, of the ones that do buy in those two years and don't use me because later on they will use you. Y'all, this happened to me so much my first few right? years where I would see that someone I was friends with bought or sold. And I, and it may have you, so in the beginning, um, I even did a bunch of, um, you know, Facebook messages, yeah. handwritten letters, the postcards, right. like, hey, I'm I'm in real estate now. If you ever get to the right. point where you're ready to buy, I'd love to help you. I messaged that to a lot of people yeah. that I was friends with. So it's like people I had asked mm-hmm. and then they use someone else. And, and, I go. and I will not lie. I It took me a while to understand. I really didn't have a lot of guidance either on how to handle these emotions. On this topic. Yeah, because it feels personal. It felt very personal. And you're like, aren't you supposed to support me and help me and want me to succeed? If you yeah. don't even use me, how will I ever succeed? That's how it felt. It Ugh. just felt like a yeah. slap in the face. Like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't going to make it. And then as those people, like year four and five and six, those people were calling me to be their listing agent. And you're like, okay. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's all coming back around. They weren't trying to say, you're never going to be good. They were like, you're just not right for me now. Right. And I think that if you go into those first few years thinking of it that way, like if you get a friend or family, you better treat them like the, like the most professionally, mm-hmm. you better really don't wow skip any them. steps. Well, wow here's the them. thing. I think they are expecting the friend deal. Right. No. You know, it's funny because my cousin does hair and sometimes I'm like, when I go get my hair cut, she's like, can you dry your own hair? I'm like, yeah, I don't mind. She's squeezing me in usually. Right. She's doing like, me a favor. Okay, sure. But I don't mind drying my own hair. Right. Um, I'm also not paying her full price. So right. it's so like, fair. I'll dry my own hair. All fair. <laughs> but it's like, what if your client, what if you told your your sibling, like, yeah, um, just let me know when you want to see a house. Right. Like, they, no buyer consult, no, yeah, none of your no, normal process. Right. No, no. rule, no buyer rules. No. But no. I think that, you know, I always go back to the example of when I saw at the time a few years ago that a friend of mine was doing website design. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I should probably do that. Yeah. And um, I just thought, too, like, I was helping her. Right. You know, I didn't even realize how successful she was. Yeah. And when I reached out, she was like, absolutely. And then she sent me this beautiful package. Right. And you're like, oh. And I thought, whoa, this is legit. Yeah. And it was like a inspiration package where she wanted me to do all these things so that she could learn what kind of things inspire mm-hmm. me, excite me, so that she could design my website. And I just thought... This is legit. I'm right. very impressed. She sent me an invoice through her financial system. Yeah. And from the beginning to the end, I just felt like this was very professional. Right. 
It didn't muddy waters. Okay, because it's also easy to compartmentalize your professional relationship in your personal relationship when you treat that whole process in the same way you would have with any client, right? Did you do your full, you know, seller consult? Did you bring your folder? Did you bring your documents? Did you walk them through? Right. Did you walk them through the house? Did you like are are you using the exact same process as you would with a total stranger? If mm-hmm. so, then you're going to have a professional experience. They're going to have a professional experience just like you did with your friend. And then it's not going to cross over. Mm-mm. Right. We're doing this now. And then outside of those hours, we can be friends. It kind of goes back to that episode we did, Be the Boss. Oh, yeah. Where they're hiring you, no matter who it is, any client, any, right. whether it's a new person, a family, a friend, they're hiring you. Mm-hmm. So you don't go to the dentist and tell them, listen, this is what we need to do today. Yeah. Like the dentist tells you. Right. And so it's our job to say, awesome, you want to buy a house? The first thing that we have to do is get with a lender and yeah. go figure out the budget. We right. have to know that before we can do anything else. And yep. here's how we do that. You know, do you need guidance here? Ask these questions when you go. Make right. sure you understand the monthly note, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they're from the get-go. Yeah. They're like, wow, this is going to be the real deal. <laughs> this isn't going to be the friend package. No, we this gotta, is like, going to be the, the real deal. I know. And and sometimes that can come with confidence. Yeah. But the good thing is if you have systems in place, mm-hmm. whether you're confident or not, right. you just do the system. Yeah. You just send the appropriate email. Yes. You send the pre-listing checklist. Like you do your systems. Yeah. Because your systems are there for even when you maybe aren't on your A game. Right. They're to help you not leave something out. Correct. And to make sure they follow the rules and do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. Uh, I have bad news. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to like this. I'm ready. I Googled, should I work with oh, my friend I or did too. family? <laughs> it was awful. It was Awful. It was awful. awful. So here's the thing. According to Google, (laughs) the answer is no. A firm no. Never. No. And here's all the reasons why. Mm -hmm. Um, But the number one article I saw on the Google search I did was, should I use my friend or family member as my realtor? Okay. And um, the number one article was from your friend, Dave Ramsey. Oh, really? Did you see this one? No. Well, oh, he's all about um, don't use Aunt Sue. Well, Did in this particular Sue? article, which I also found to be offensive in a lot of ways, <laughs> um, he, he used the term Aunt Karen. And oh. we all know what it means to be a Karen, right? Right, right. So he automatically gave the most... Did, do I think Dave wrote this article? No, but someone that works for Dave surely did. Yeah. Um, and they used Karen, so the most controversial name they could pick and as just the because agent. your aunt is a realtor doesn't mean she's a bad realtor no you may have a rock star aunt well so he did address that okay in good. there good but no don't worry you shouldn't in in dave's eyes you should never. never never and he says let me find it um there were four reasons why you should not be oh. using them as your so agent i'm not even gonna give you the four reasons why but, because it was like, well, you know, one reason, which I thought was decent, they may not be able to tell you the truth. Like they may, yeah. you know, feel uncomfortable giving you di- di- difficult news. I completely agree with that tip. Um, so as an agent, you just need to be able to get past that with your friend, family, clients. Um, he said um, they have access to your personal and financial information. And that's why you should never use them. And that is a bold lie it is a lie and maybe that's why you shouldn't use them as your mortgage lender right then they're 100 percent gonna get in your business uh for sure so i wanted to make sure that i pointed out to you listener friends this is the message you need to be putting out with your friends and family hey i know financial discussions can be private and you might not want to use me as your agent Good news, I have no access to your personal or financial information unless you want to share it with me. Mm -hmm. All I have to know, and the lender is allowed to tell me, is that you are approved and what you want to spend. Sure. I don't even have to know if you're approved for more than that. 
Just right. that you're approved for that and what you want to spend. Yeah, I just need to know your personal budget. Yeah. I don't see your bank accounts. Right. I don't see any of that. Um, So I just felt like that was really interesting, though, that that's what the information they're getting when they go on Google. And at the end of the article, there was not a super secret number five. But if I had to add a number five tip reason why Dave didn't want you to use your because friend or family. he wants you to use his. Because he wants to make 30% of the commission yeah. or whatever it is right. off of the transaction. And you know what the last part was? Find a rock star Dave agent. I wanted to just punch my hand through the computer screen. You cracked me up that that upset you. It made me so angry, like next level angry. And I was just like, because it wasn't true. It would have been fine right. if everything right. he said was accurate. Then I would have been like, you know what? It's true. That's fine. And this is your business. You right. Do but you. he's marketing but, his agent. But right. You're basically saying that I have to give my personal and financial information to my agent and that why would you want to do that? That's so embarrassing. Yeah. You know, you're to your friend or family. I do think that's family. a common myth. Like there are probably things where yeah. if someone is thinking of working you with you, asking them, do you have any concerns about yeah. working with me? I know we're friends, so I don't want it to be awkward. Do you have any? So it kind of goes back to, I'll always say, if you find yourself wondering, right. is my seller angry? Is my buyer looking elsewhere? Right. Pick up the phone. Just and ask. Just ask. That's, you know, when you have, we're getting into a market where listings are going to sit a little bit longer. Right. Whether it's a family friend or new seller, being able to say, hey, Mr. Seller, I know that, you know, we haven't had any showings this week. Right. I saw that this one in your neighborhood just popped up. I just right. wanted to let you know I'm here. I'm monitoring it. Yeah. I'm going to do this this week. Maybe we can schedule an open house, whatever it may be. Right. But you have to, you can't, hide in fear. Right. You have to have the confident. It, it can be very, a lot of confrontation. Right. Done in a, a good, polite, kind way. It's a lot of, look, these messages are not all easy to deliver, right? Mm -hmm. They're not going to all be fun. Things are not going to all, and look, every single real estate transaction has obstacles and, you know, bad things that can happen. And if you're not Look, if you're not already in a great place with Aunt Karen and you have a sort of strained relationship or y'all aren't the best of friends, maybe you don't really want to work with her. Like, yeah. I can totally see it from that angle. I'm not saying that every one of your friends and family should work with you and you should want to work with them. Right. Maybe if you don't feel like you're comfortable delivering that type of information or they make you nervous or they make you feel like you don't know what you're doing, then that's not going to be a pleasant experience. Yeah. I had a um, family member that was like, you know, I really want to buy this a house. Can you set me up on this search? And I said, I'd be happy to set you up on a search. But really, step one is is getting pre-approved. So she was like, but, but you can just take me to see these houses. Like, I just want to see them. Okay. And I was like, no. I said, no, we're, we're not. Like, I'm not going to spend Saturday with you hanging out. No. Showing houses because you won't, if you want to get pre-approved, we can. Yeah. And How she did never that did. out? No. <laughs> she never did. And so. She's like, no, thank you. Then she ended up buying a house. Without you. Without me. Okay. But it was in her spouse's, her spouse had someone. Uh, that network. Yes. Got it. So her spouse got pre-approved and used his realtor. Got it. And bought a house. Okay. So it was honestly. It was, it was fine. Fine. I had no regrets. Yeah. I actually felt very at peace thinking this is why we have boundaries. Right. Like this is a good thing. Because I'm okay. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. What do we mention almost every episode? Email templates. You're right. We sure do. <laughs> and after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking if they can have <laughs> copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I've sure. never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What? You can get all of our email templates from our course, Email Templates 101. Tell the people about it. Our course has all of the email templates you would need to send to your buyers and your sellers and your clients that are buying and selling at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> to get through every step of the transaction and giving them information that they need for where they are in the transaction. It's great because you never forget to tell them something. Yes, and we've already done all the work for you. Yeah. We wrote them and yeah. you can personalize them. Yes. And just feel organized knowing that 
you have all the information where it needs to be. And if you purchase Email Templates 101, you do get lifetime access. So occasionally we like to go in and make updates based on the market or if we find a new best practice. And we put that right into the template and you get that updated straight away. It just goes straight to your course. Yep. Right, it's just there. It's, it's just already there. in there. It's just there. already in there. You don't even have to worry about it. We'll That's send wonderful. you an email and we'll say updated. That's great. Where can they find these email templates? You can find the email templates at email templates with an S 101.com. Email templates 101.com. Yes, head over for reviews and all of the specifics. Wonderful. Hey, enjoy. There are lots of people in your circle that think you love looking at houses. Maybe you said it, maybe you haven't, but they think they're doing you some sort of favor if they want to go looky-loo right. some houses. Right. Well, hey, let's go look at houses. Isn't that what you do all day? Don't you need to fill up your time? Nope. No, that, but that no. is that is what a lot of people do think. That, right. But it's your job to open doors. And I'm like, no, no I'm, I'm not, not a door any, opener. I'm, I'm not getting paid by the hour either. Correct. And maybe your friends and family don't even understand how you get paid. I think a lot of people don't. And it goes back to us being the boss and saying, this is how this works. Right. And it's just some weird vibe where we're afraid to say how it works because we think that it's like taboo. Like it's tacky for you to be like, hey, I don't actually get paid until you buy or sell a house, mm -hmm. like at closing. So as much as I'd love to spend Saturday with you just tooling around town looking at houses, you got to get pre-approved because this is my business. Sure. And I can't, maybe there's a pre-approved buyer that I won't have time for if I'm just running the roads with you. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you're serious, we got to get pre-approved. Right. It is it's what it is. not a big deal. I think that, um, I feel like there's so many stories. Tell I us a story. In this. Pertaining to this, this was a friend. Um, we've been friends a long time. I've helped them through multiple transactions. And I sold her the home that she's in now. And she reached out to me to okay. talk about selling it, which was no problem. Right. I know that this house will sell. But I just kept saying, we have to figure out a plan for where you're going. Yeah. Because the budget's very tight on the buying side. Oh, okay. And we actually, she actually did speak with a lender who said she's not pre-approved right now at a point that she would be able to find a home. Okay. Like, she's got some homework to do. Okay. She didn't like that. Yeah. She did not like to hear that. And I said, I understand. And she said, well, then I'll just sell it and find somewhere to rent. Okay. I said, great. We could definitely do that. Why don't you call a few places and make sure you're good with the monthly rent rate? Because rents have gone up a lot. And it's higher than your mortgage I right was now. basically telling her, I don't think you, re and I told her this. I said, I don't think you realize that the house you're in and the monthly note that you have is going to be very hard to beat. Yeah. Very hard to beat. Right. And, you know, it just wasn't what she wanted to hear. But she, she thought, okay, yeah, that's that's probably smart. I should probably know where I'm going. I right. said, you cannot be homeless. Right. So we were having this whole You're like, you can't come live with me. And here, here's what I say every time I work with friends or family. I'm not just th – this is something I say to all my clients. Right. I have to understand the whole vision yeah. before we can do anything. Right. So I don't want you to think I'm trying to, like, get in your business or, you know, be difficult because you're my friend. If you were a client off the street, my number one question would be is, do you have a family that you can stay with? Right. Do you have a backup plan if your house sells? I'm not concerned about selling your house. We can do that. Yeah. But I think you need to understand. Where do you go? Because you'll have 30 days to vacate. That was the where that was going to That's happen. where this road was headed. Yes. To tears. And so then, next thing I know, because oh, no. I live kind of in the area, there's a sign in her yard. In her yard. <gasps> And I didn't say anything. I oh just, my I, God. at first I kind of had like a, ugh, like that kind of stinks. But then I was like, it's fine. Right. I can't, I can't handle that responsibility. No. I can't want to make the decisions for her. No. And so, and I was like, I'm sure it's going to fly off the shelf. Well, it didn't fly off the shelf. And three months later, <gasps> there was a new sign. Another agent? Yeah. I thought, this is so strange. So <laughs> You got rejected twice. I did. And so I also, 
and this again can go towards if, if a friend lists with somebody else you need to be the one the bigger person uh, right. to extend the olive branch hey i see you listed your house i hope it goes well yes let me know if you ever that's basically have what i did a question i texted her and said hey i saw you know your home has been on the market i just wanted to check on you and make sure you were good and she was like yes i'm sorry i just felt like i've been so needy is what she said i've been so needy and i didn't want to you know, b- bother you. And I right. said, well, listen, you're never a bother. Right. I'm always here for you. Yeah. And please don't end up homeless. That's what I said. <laughs> that was the end. <laughs> and she said, that's what I'm so scared about. Then. So it let me know there is still no plan, no plan, which would be very stressful. And for you, if for you me, had listed it. Yes. And I just, I am very relieved right. at the situation. And you know what? Uh-huh. This all happened because I stuck to my boundaries. Yes. This happened because right. I was like, we need to make sure right. you have a plan yeah. for after we sell your home. Right. So I'm okay That's so with kind it. Of you because I'm okay I think I would have been like, you want to sell your house? Fine. <laughs> I think I just knew the situation. So you, I was like, like, we just I have know to make too. sure. Okay. That was also in Dave's article, which I think is probably a correct tip. That your friend or family member as your agent maybe knows a little too much about you and your situation and may then guide you accordingly. Like they know your kids make a mess in the living room and you were wanted a playroom, but then the house you find doesn't have a playroom. You might be like, oh, you really wanted that playroom. Yeah. Which I was like, yeah, I can see that. And the same thing, you kind of knew the whole situation. Mm-hmm. So you were more adamant about that where are you going piece because yeah. you kind of saw the writing on the wall. Now, I don't know why she fired agent number one, <laughs> right. but what if she'd have fired me? That would have been even more awkward. Yeah. So there's right. just right things right. that happen. Um, I had some ideas on ways to get your friends and family on board with your new real estate career and then potentially wanting to use you. Oh, that'd be good. Okay. Number one, ask them if you could send them or just send them a practice CMA. Yeah. Hey, mom, I know you're not going anywhere. I'm doing practice CMAs. I want to just, I'm going to send you over one showing the current value of your house. Let me know if you have questions. I'd love to practice talking people through the report. Perfect. Oh, yes. Your mom's going to be like, Susie, look at this (laughs) professionally delivered report. And then you know what? Even though you know your mom isn't going anywhere, she's going to refer you to someone else. She's going to feel a lot more confident giving your name out. Yep. Okay. Next one. Ideas for, you know, approaching your friends and family and giving them that professional vibe. Ask them for vendors to start your list. Oh, yeah. Hey, dad. Have you used a plumber, an electrician, a tile guy? Look, these are all the people I'm trying to fill in. Do you have one you love? I'd love to put some people on there that I know have been vetted by people I trust, like my friends and family. Yeah. Oh, you don't say. I'll share the list back with you when I get it all filled out. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do like my electrician. It's Tim. What up? You know? Yeah. It's so non-pressury. Not, mom and dad, can you tell Aunt Carol to use me? Because I know she's about to sell her house because she's moving to Florida and, and please. Yeah. No. Why don't you, so let's do the the, the vendor list. Um, okay. And also it shows them that you value your opinion about their field. Listen, y'all. Most everyone you know either owns a house or has some information about the housing industry. They all have an opinion and previous experiences. Instead of you being like, no, I'm the agent and you don't know what you're talking about, maybe listen to them and be like, oh, you had what problem happened with your AC? Tell me about it. I want to learn as much as I can about houses. Yeah. Okay. And things that happen in houses. So treat them as a learning experience and a tool. Um, The last thing I had was, why don't you ask your friends and family, hey, I know you own your home, so you've used an agent previously. Can you tell me what you did or did not like about them? Like, I like that. Just give me some past real estate stories. Did you feel like it was a stressful transaction, smooth transaction? Would you use them again? Why? And that also just kind of opens that real real estate dialogue. Yeah, I but, like that. And you might get some good advice. That's perfect. Okay. So like crowdsource that information from your friends and family. Hmm. Okay. I think it just, you know, it can take practice learning how to speak confidently. Yeah. 
Um, and just being sure that you stick to what you know. Right. And being okay, like you were saying, to listen to them. And if it's something you don't know, saying, wow, that's actually a really good question. Let me chat with my broker and see right. what the best answer would be for that. Yeah. Kind of like you were saying not to be a know-it-all and feeling like you have to overly prove, prove yourself. yourself. Yes. Right. Please don't yes. do that. Just, it's not necessary. And I think they're going to respect you more if you're like, I'm in a learning phase. I want to learn from you. I'm going to learn from the people I have, you know, in my real estate community. I'm learning. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not assuming I know everything and how to do this. I also get it like a little sad when I see realtors that are, that let boundaries just totally go yeah. because it's a friend or family member. Because yeah, maybe, maybe my, my aunt is buying a house. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about it and, but, and then at night we're talking about, you know, The Bachelor. Right. But then she's like, oh, did you see this house just popped up? I know. And Look, it's like, tough. listen. And, and it's fine to respond. You're not, it's not like you're going to be like, oh, sorry, I don't talk about real estate after 7 p.m. Yeah, that's PM. weird. Don't that's do that. Weird. That's really do weird. That. But you also don't need to be the one that every time there's a showing, you go get the cat out their house <gasps> and oh my God, do all no. the things. Like no. sometimes we just, we go too far and it makes you look desperate instead well, of and professional. Not professional yes, yes. Mm -hmm. right so those having the boundaries stay right and I'm and that goes for any client if i have a client right. texting me and we're actively talking about something non-real estate related and they switch over i'm not gonna just not respond anymore right they know you're drinking your wine and watching the bachelor yeah it's like you're not that busy right but i think that we I'm really like, I know we've talked about boundaries since the very beginning of the podcast, but boundaries have become like this hot topic. Mm -hmm. And I'm now really weirded out when we start talking about boundaries, because I think there are people who use it as like this very black and white. They, my boundaries cannot, cannot sway at all. I don't care if you text me at 7 p.m. and I'm doing nothing. I will not respond. And I'm going to be so angry that you even texted me. Why aren't you respecting my boundaries? Like, y'all. It goes back to them <gasps> taking it personal, too. Like, it's you not know, like you're serious. taking it personally that they asked you a question. It takes nan like a nanosecond to respond and be like, I'll get that for you in the morning. Yeah. The end. They've been responded to. You haven't gotten all in a tizzy about it. Screenshot it. Send it to your email. Pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah, it's fine. Move on. It happens all the time. But the boundaries are good to keep you professional. They're not good to like use as an excuse not to work mm -hmm. or to not be respectful of people. If someone reaches out to you with something at an inappropriate time, but you can quickly say, hey, I'll get that for you later tomorrow. Can I get that for you next week? Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, sure. No problem. Don't want to bother you. Like most people are not trying to be pushy, rude or like aggressive. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is if it if it is a situation where you've been rejected, <laughs> you being the one that's big enough to swallow your pride yep. and say, hey, I just want to wish you the best of luck. Right. I'm here if you need anything. Why couldn't you also say, I know I'm new and I might not have the experience you're looking for right now, but in a few years, I hope we get to work together. I love that. Why can't you say that? That'd be perfect. It's so easy. Um, okay, I want to talk about referring. Okay. Referrers. Referrals. Okay. From your friends and family. Um, there's going to be members of your friends and family, like your mom or your sister, who are going to feel obligated to use you. We've already talked about this. They may not also then become your number one referrer. Hmm. They might use you. Everything's fine. They, not every client that you have, family and friend or stranger, is a referral type. Okay, so some people are like, yeah, I used you. It went fine. Everything's great. But I'm not going to go shout from the rooftop that Katie was my agent and she did an amazing job. Yeah. Right. If I hear the guy at work saying he's moving, I'll just be like, OK, good luck. Not everyone is a referrer. That's just not their nature. Yeah. But some, my my two best friends, um, when I got my real estate license, have always and still to this day been my like biggest advocates, biggest refers, like would get like 
fiercely loyal, would get so upset if someone tried to use another agent. Like my sister-in-law that unfortunately no longer lives locally because she was a great referrer would like, I sold houses to all the teachers at school. And if somebody was trying to like, she would never think of using someone else. She would certainly never for sale by owner. When I think about my other best friend who even now is like for sale by owner, why would anyone do that? (laughs) I just can't even believe you need a professional. And I'm just like those. So like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, they're going to be people in your sphere that are going to like be loyal and refer you and look lean into that and feel good about that. And then there's going to be people that use you and don't refer you. And they're going to be people that don't even use you. Not We can't not blanket cover these people as whatever. Sure. My mom even referred me to the lady, the teller at the bank that she Aww. went to for work every week. So That's like they sweet. saw each other yeah. regularly and I sold the bank teller Aww, a house. Oh, I love that. That was early in my career. So they're going to be people who are your advocates. And look, just deepen those relationships. Say thank you. Show them, you know, how professional you are because they're going to talk about you and they're going to sell you. And so I think that it's just nice when you have a family member yeah. or a friend that's a good referrer. And I also think a lot of people just don't think about it. I'm kind of that way. Unless you specifically ask me, do you have this? Right. You're not going to butt it and tell everybody. About it. Yeah. yeah. But but for example, it kind of goes back to when I was a newer agent and I was kind of in a funk and I was sitting at home, not working. Yeah. And the grass oh, guy. The grass guy. Please tell the story he again. He knocked on the door and I was not, I was in like my pajamas still. It was like noon. <laughs> You're like, I'm a loser. Oh no, I'm such a loser. And I thought, why is he knocking on the door? And so I opened the door and pretended like I was homesick. And I was like, hey, um, was the check there? Like, I thought like, maybe. why are you here? Yeah, I left the check under the mat. He was like, and he was so nervous, I realized all of a sudden. And I was like, and he's, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I got, the check was there. Um, I just wanted to see if maybe you wanted to share my information with any of your neighbors. And if I get any new clients from it, I would be happy to do a free cut for you. And I thought, oh, "Oh, look how cute he is. He's so nervous, you know? Right. And I thought, yeah, I would would love to do that. He was like, okay, well, well, here's a few business cards. And um, I was like, okay, okay, yeah, I'd love to. And so the first thing I did when he left was I got on my computer and I went to our subdivision Facebook group and I said, hey, this guy cuts our grass. He has for a long time. If you need your grass cut. Right. And he got like so many because he's like already in the neighborhood, you know. And he was so thankful, but it was just this light bulb moment of, uh-huh. this is how it works. Right. You humbly ask right. for the referrals. And that's why I do like to do the handwritten letters yep. at the mid-year. And mm-hmm. it goes to everyone. Yep. You know, hey, if you're... If you know of anyone looking to buy Mm -hmm. or sell, please send them my way. I'd be happy to help them. I have, you know, some open spots for the second half of the year. Right. Let them know you're available. Yes. You take referrals. You appreciate referrals. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, you have to ask sometimes. You have to ask. Right. You have to be there Mm -hmm. and available and Mm -hmm. remind them that you're not just given this, like you're really doing this. I think sometimes too, your family, depending on your history is like, well, this is the third career you've been through. Yeah. Is this going to stick? We know too much about your past. We're not going to like get really invested. But if you keep pursuing it and keep including them in those letters and include them in asking for referrals and include them in the learning that you're doing, eventually this just takes time. I was just about to say, Unfortunately, writing one letter doesn't work. It's not going to do it. It's when, you know, that's why I liked when we were new, our company on behalf of us, like paid for us to send 200 postcards. Yeah. Now that required us to have 200 names and addresses. Yeah. So that was like the perfect motivation to kind of jumpstart my database. database. And then my broker was like, okay, yeah, we're going to do this and pay for it for you. But it's up to you. You got, are you right. going to follow up with these people? Yeah. Like maybe wait two or three months and then write them all right. a letter or send them a Facebook message or give them a call. Yeah. And 
you know, we're starting it, but you have to, one postcard is not, not going to be the it. answer. Have you ever had, especially early on, a friend or family member use another realtor and then be like, oh, I totally forgot you were selling real estate? I don't know if I've ever had anyone You're tell pr- me they forgot. Not because you were so good about reaching out. I've totally well, had someone when I was forget. new, social media was there. Yeah. You know, you started without social media. True story. I mean, I have definitely had a friend or a family member be like, oh, God, I just totally forgot. Yeah. I was like, that's oh, not I'm a good doing feeling. A, I'm doing a terrible job. <laughs> yeah. But it could happen. Like, you have to keep putting that message out there. Now, I've gotten the call before, like, hey, are you still in real estate? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, uh-oh. Are you living under a rock? Are you not on my database? Right, right. What? How, how did this happen? I think that's the equivalent of, are you taking clients? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. are you still in real estate is like the go-to do you want to work with me? Right. Because they're giving you an out. You can be like, no, No, I'm not. (laughs) I don't want, I don't want to do it. No, thank you. Have you ever had to deny a friend or family member that you didn't want to work with? I, well, the family member that I was insistent get Mm pre-approved, I knew it wasn't going to happen. So that was kind of a, right. You, you pushed the pre-approval. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, But so I've never had to fire anyone. No. Um, at one point, um, I did have one that was like wanting, wanting, wanting to buy, and it just—I did not understand. Right? <laughs> I just didn't like, understand. I don't, I don't know what you're doing. And I said, "Listen, I know it's my job to sell houses, but it, but, and I'm telling you this not because I'm related to you, but because whenever I work with a client, I need to understand right. what we're doing. So." can you help me understand this? Like, why why this? And she would say something. And then I said, but your house now is this. Yeah, but I think we want this. Okay, but can you tell me this or that? And and again, no matter if this was, yeah. you know, my mom or whoever, I have the same questions. Right. And at the end, it ended with, yeah, I don't think that makes any You're sense like, Maybe at we all. don't want to Maybe move. they don't need to buy. You know, maybe it's okay to actually... Dang. Wait. Um, I did have – I feel like I only have failure stories, so I apologize. <laughs> um, I'm like the teller, the bank teller. You yeah. Me, you're like, and then this happened. And then I talked them out of buying. All right, you or tell us your story. No, I did, I did have one recently um, that they were looking – I had a friend that said, listen, I'm sending them to you. It was her relative – it was, she's a dear, dear friend. Mm-hmm. I told them you were the best of the best. Love it. I was like, great, wonderful. And they were like, I told them, you know, I want them with someone that's going to take like excellent care of right. them. So I was like, great, wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then they came to me and they were looking in the area that like, I don't go. You're like, I like kind of almost passed it. You're like, this and, is very and far And I'll away. tell you, I had a weak moment. You're like, because okay. she was like really wanting me to help <sighs> the family member. This is hard. And so I thought maybe, you know, things are slowing down. Like maybe I can like make it work out. And so the first freaking house that they wanted to see, they're like, can we meet there at five o'clock? <laughs> and I'm thinking this You're like, I've is made a not going to work. I've made it's a mistake. It's not going to work. And so I said, listen, I pick up the kids at four. It's 50 minutes from my house at that time in this traffic, I cannot get there. I agree that you need to get there. Um, And I'm not ashamed to say too, like sometimes um, it was a very difficult price point. Yeah. And I knew that we're going to have to be at these houses ASAP right away. They haven't flooded. Yeah. Because everything in this price range has pretty much flooded. Yeah. Um, and so they're going to fly off the shelf. And so I paid an agent that lives in that area yeah. to show the house. Mm-hmm. So I wasted some money. And then the agent called me after and was like, yeah, it was awful. The it house was, was yeah. awful? <laughs> it oh, was no. awful. I kind of thought it would be because it was the price it was and it didn't flood. And I saw some things in the photos that You're I was like, like this is not, I don't understand, but maybe right. this is what they're looking for. So then the second, then they kept sending me houses. Okay. And and I was doing the research. I said, and I was like, listen, this one has in the disclosure that it flooded twice. This one has flood insurance of like $3,500 a year. These are just the facts. 
so I was rejecting all their choices, all their choices. Okay. And they were getting very frustrated. And so then this house came up and she sent it to me and, and it, it only had one bathroom. And I thought, you, I was like, well, you said that, you know, having a really nice master was important to you, like two bathrooms. Yeah, but this has other things, whatever. And so another thing that I learned from this. <laughs> I'm just, and another thing. I, I sh- we should have picked up the phone and chatted. Okay. Had heard my voice. The times that we did that, I felt so much better. Okay. Whenever we were, ha- whenever she was like, Emailing or texting me a house and I was responding, hey, sorry, this is why, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It did come off as like, I'm rejecting you. Right. When I maybe should have picked up the phone and said, hey. Right. That house. Bad news. Bad news. So that she could hear that I care. She could hear that I care. Right. You you can't hear that. No. no. And then she was kind of like, you know, you're not really sending me any. And I said, there aren't. There aren't. Here's the bad news. Maybe you're not made to buy. Yeah. Now, she ended up sending me a text and saying, hey. We're breaking up. Yeah. She said, I just want to let you know. You know, we have decided to go in another direction. That's and I fine. said, listen, I totally understand. Right. It's really not the area that I work. I live so far from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I I felt like I needed to take you as a client because of our relationship. But I, through this experience, I, I agree. Like, I think it's yeah, for the best. It was a bad- and if you can find someone local that can really just like get there in five minutes and mm-hmm. do what you need to do. And then they bought like super quickly after that. And it was a house that really didn't meet some of the criteria that I were given. You, you had no, no. And I don't know the area well enough to know how to like comb through right. certain subdivisions that might meet. I don't know. But I do think in that situation, some more phone calls were necessary. Yeah. Like, I do feel like – but she was kind of like a texter, and so – Well, you should have also probably listened to your gut in the beginning. But that is the hardest thing to navigate when you have a friend or family member who reaches out to you and is like, I think you're the best, and I want you to help my friend. Yeah. I did call the referrer when I was fired. Yeah. And said, listen, I just want to let you know they are going to work with somebody else. Um, What they're looking for is very specific. And I live so far from the area that, and she was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for telling me. Right. You know, and and she was fine. Oh yeah. I've had to make that call before. And then the the referrer is like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) They feel so bad. Or if something goes wrong, let's just say it's their coworker, right? Mm -hmm. So it's your friend's coworker. They refer you. Yay. You're working with them. Things are not going well in the transaction or the deal doesn't go through. The coworker is talking to them about it and is upset or things are going wrong. I've had the referrer call me or text me and be like, hey, man, I'm so sorry I sent that person to you. I know <laughs> things are going really badly. Like, I feel bad that I sent them to you. Yeah. I'm like, it's okay. It's fine. This is okay. So. And I think when things are going badly, whether it's a buyer or a seller, you need to be the one that is communicating during right. the, the, they hate you the most right. when it's going badly and they can't find you or hear from yeah, you. You better be there. If it's a listing, your face is, your sign is in their yard. Oh, they're so mad. Every day they're mm-hmm. like, she hasn't sold my house. Oh God. But if they hear from you on the regular, they really are like, they, I have found if they are hearing from you when they're talking to others, they say things like, yeah, it's just the market right now or... Yeah, so many people, you know, really wanted at least three bedrooms or two bathrooms. But if it's not selling and they haven't heard from you, they're like, yeah, I just don't know if my agent's doing enough. Right. They're not doing anything. She's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I have heard that. Mm-hmm. So it's very important so you're doing that something. you're not that agent. Communicate. You need to communicate. Mm-hmm. And then when you're working with friends and family, the people they're talking to know you. Yeah. So it's like the stakes are a little bit higher. Right. 
And if you don't want everyone in your sphere to think you don't know what you're doing, then maybe you don't. Maybe you need to just do a really good job. So, like, think about it that way. Maybe you dodged a bullet if you didn't get that Aunt Sue's listing. Right. What if it doesn't sell and it's a difficult listing and you're like, you know what? I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole because everyone's going to think I can't do this. Yeah. 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 Anything else on the friends and family? Uh, I think maybe to end on a positive note. Please, let's. (laughs) The good news is. If you are operating as a professional now and you have systems in place, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Just pick up the phone every now and then. Let them hear your voice. Let them know that you care about them and that you're doing everything you can to help them. Oh, and don't overshare and complain to your friends and family. Ever. If they think you hate real estate, why would they work with you? Why would they send you a referral? They're going to be like, ugh, everything you say about real estate is terrible. Or you always seem stressed out. Right. You always seem too busy. You're always on your phone. Like, I can't can't come to mom's birthday because I have to work. Yeah. (laughs) If they, if that's how they, how are you portraying yourself? Right. You better be like, Real estate is the best. Yeah, I'm and good. I love it. I can take on new clients and if I'm you need. So happy. Yeah, I know. Because either that, or you don't go fishing in your sphere, mm-hmm. in your friends and family. For but clients. I think you know, in the situations you lose out, take it as a learning experience. For sure. And say, did I do something wrong? Could I have done something better? Now I need to just extend the olive branch and let them know I'm okay. Right. Even if you're hurting inside, just <laughs> right. you send have the olive the branch person. so that they don't feel awkward around you. Right. Because in five years, they're going to want to sell that house. Yeah. And you're still going to be around. So while it's very different, it's very much the same. Exactly. Just do what you know. Agree. That's okay. All I got. Are you ready for a toast? I am. This is from. Oh, Tiffany. What is Tiffany's last name? That's a great question. Oh, I shouldn't have even looked at it. Oh. (laughs) It's so hard. Tiffany. Spell it. M-E-K-K-A-O-U-I. She's got almost all. She's got literally all the vowels in her last. (laughs) M-E-K-E-I-O-U. They're all in her last name. Tiffany McKekow. Okay. I don't have a clue. Tiffany, I'm sorry. Tiffany M. (laughs) She says, I would like to submit a toast. I'm a broker at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Pinfed Realty in Wichita, Kansas. What a freaking mouthful. That's a long name. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Pinfed Realty in Wichita, Kansas. She has 51 new agents (gasps) under her. And they are all obsessed with the podcast. Oh, good. Uh 51? 51. Wow. She says, she's the broker. She says, I would love to toast them for continuing to show up every week, put in the work, and most importantly, how they support each other. They are definitely the epitome of community over competition. What a great group. Cheers to them all, she says. All 51. Oh my God. Thank you, Tiffany. Wow. That's amazing. That's really cool. Right? So, mm-hmm. cheers to you guys. Good and job this is the putting in the work. Episode I know, for new right? Agents. So good. Okay, y'all have a wonderful day. Right. Goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.